I mean, it looks it looks pretty brand new actually. And it's a bow stand. He's got all sorts of he's got a thing to hang his bow on. Hey, maybe you so can do a tweet. Try. Maybe you can do a tweet like handstand, mic stand. That's got some stand. type of DNR tag on it. See, that's why I don't let you tweet very much. Or how about this? How about this? Deer stand, handstand, mic stand, and you have a picture of me just standing. You're laughing, but it's not funny. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Come <laughs> on, man. It's not that funny. Uh, the curing machine one's classic, though. <laughs> <laughs> All of your tweets I thought were written by a small child who somehow knew how to work Twitter. Maybe genius. Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. I have a proposition. Throughout we don't, we can go completely away from this. Probably a little bit late on me. Yep. So Radio Lab's most recent podcast was called Haunted. Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched, I've only listened to the first 15 minutes of it. But they're, like right now, where I'm at, is they are talking about this guy and he like lived in this particular house for a number of years and like multiple people said they felt like weird spirits there and stuff like that and so like seriously like 17 years later he finally is convinced that like something's going on so he brings in I can't remember their names but in a sense like ghost hunters you know <clears throat> and they're like messing around trying to talk to these spirits so that they have like flashlights that they right. like loosen almost all the way and it's like okay if you can hear us you know make the connection like make the connection and like turn it off now and stuff like that so that's where I'm left off and listening to this this is a radio lab this is a radio lab so I don't know where they're profoundly going profoundly unscientific for them exactly but I don't know where they're going with it uh-huh. so like I said I've only listened to, to half of it um, <laughs> but I this to... fits well into by the way our intro that says or the description on our website that says our topics are poorly researched. It you does. listen to half of a radio <laughs> which itself is a popular science uh, outlet. <laughs> it is. So, well done on my part there. We're, we're men I'm of commending our word. You. Yes, yes. thank you. Tell. Thank you. We're men of our word. But one just kind of thing to see how it goes, and if we get off topic, no big deal. But what if, like, we... I don't know. I don't have any, like, specific stories of, like feeling like a place was haunted or anything like that but i've heard an exorcist speak a couple times mm. and then like if there is a listener mm-hmm. that like is going through something like that like practical steps that they could take like they should take as a catholic like if they feel like they're in a house that has some type of activity hmm. and this is very close to halloween so it's kind of right uh, so it is the season so it's tis the season <laughs> tis, tis the season <laughs> halloween season ghost stories yeah <laughs> Um, so I don't want to get in, obviously it's still very poorly researched on our part, mm-hmm. so I think we're holding to yeah, our, our integrity. Our integrity. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So it's still art that we're producing, <laughs> but, it, but it would be a little bit more of, maybe a little bit more of a structure than mm-hmm. we're used to. I don't know. There it is. Well, one story comes to mind that I just, because uh, I've been blessing a lot of houses recently, kind of use my Sunday afternoons, if people want houses blessed to go sprinkle and do the prayers um and honestly i wasn't 
taking it that seriously, you know, I mean, there's like a little bit of, not to say I wasn't taking it seriously, but, you know, it's sort of just a gesture, it seems to me, or like a way to get the priest in the house, and people usually clean their house up real nice and try to impress you and things like that, and usually invite you for a meal, and so it's kind of an excuse to get together with people, really, um, to have the priest over, but I was talking to the Renyon Christie ladies last week when I went to their house for this holy hour, and... I think I brought up house blessings or something, that I was doing a lot of them recently, and, and they were talking about when they got their house blessed, which was an abandoned, it had been a convent and then was like, God knows what, multiple uses kind of belong to the <clears throat> parish, that they're, like they're on their grounds, but, you know, it was just kind of falling into disuse, a little bit abandoned. It was, a, it was just a sty when they got there. Yeah. It was they had to do a lot of rehab to the house and stuff like that but then they got it fixed up and the priest came to bless the house and he used like the full meal deal bless salt and everything and he was saying the prayers and um, they were in the front room and the door was oh, like the door was open but the screen door was closed you know mm -hmm. and he said the prayers and, and scattered the blessed salt in the front room and the door slammed shut on a still day slammed shut and like everybody was startled um, and they all took it to be like whatever if there was some spirit in there it left you know and the house has been at peace ever since they said like that, that it never nothing ever happened to any of them where they were like hearing voices or things weird things were happening with their electronics or flashlights were flickering or anything <laughs> like that off. Um, but it gave me sort of a more of a sense that yeah that's it's really something real like claiming a place for the kingdom of God uh, the kingdom of light whatever power of darkness has taken hold through you know some act that was done there some some deal or or ratifying of some covenant with the dark evil realm you know because people do do that you know consent to evil in places and it doesn't have to be something particular occult it can just be like some something profoundly degrading to the dignity of the human person you know rape or something mm -hmm. something really evil that happens in a place um, those spirits that you know whisper in our ears to, to do these evil things um, can sort of take hold in a place uh, so at IPF they always yeah they linger at IPF they always told everybody to bless their rooms yeah um and that just was like do a litany to the Sacred Heart and take some holy water and, and bless your room. And I kind of got in the habit of doing that for a while, places that I stayed because I sleep in a lot of different places mm -hmm. in my travels, you know, especially as a seminarian, you'd be summer here, summer there, mm -hmm. you know, you're in different places all the time. You never know what people did in that place where you are, you yeah. know. Well, I think it gets to the <clears> idea... Um, of like, what does it mean to bless something? Mm -hmm. What is that act even doing? Where we bless our food all the time, you know? Is that like just a, a menial task that has no purpose? And you know, God bless you and things like that. Like we use this word all mm -hmm. the time. What does it really mean to bless something? And I remember last year, Dr. Kate, in um, was it our pastoral education class, mm -hmm. something to that effect. Um, she said something. Something that stuck with me was when you bless something, you're really giving it to God and saying, use this in whatever way for your kingdom. You know, it's kind of like you're just entrusting whatever it is to the work of God. 
And I, mean, I don't know if you can get to like the spirit of inanimate objects is are things um, like aimed, what's the telos of the thing? Um, because people that make bad things with bad intentions in them, um, there's not like an evil to them, but you know, you make a crucifix and there's it's made meant for a good. There's kind of a, a healthy, holy, happy spirit that goes into it. Um, and I think when you do the act of blessing or you bless the food, it's, uh, you know, just totally giving it to God. And so it's, um, I don't know, I, I think what you said about taking it out of the realm of the evil and giving it to, you know, the kingdom of goodness, the mm-hmm. kingdom of God and letting him work with it uh, seems to strike pretty true. Mm-hmm. I guess I got to say that when it comes to this stuff, I'm, I'm pretty scientific in my thinking, you know, like mm-hmm. when people... Uh, come to the rectory and say there's there are I can feel vibrations in my house and I think there's evil in there and yada 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 and I need to go to confession and have my house blessed or something like that as a way to quiet whatever evil spirits are in their house or in their car or whatever Um, I'm like well yeah go to go to confession that's always good Um, and there's no doubt that there's evil that clings to your heart and draws you to things that aren't good for your soul um and to sever those ties by having you know the mercy of god come in and and cover over that stuff and and wash away your sinfulness and make you new that's always good but um are there vibrations in your house or you know is it just windy or is like your vcr still running well but that's how the church is as well the church is very scientific with it yeah and then if there's more to that if there is something supernatural to it you know you study all the natural causes and then once you figure it out that okay there's not something the wind really wasn't blowing or the Mm -hmm. dvd really is off right the exorcist that i heard speak a couple of times he i mean he said this very consistently in his talks and when i talked with him privately um and he would always say, like, as the exorcist for the diocese that he's in, <clears throat> he was, like, the biggest skeptic in the room. Mm-hmm. So before that thing could go forward, you know, it, you had to convince him mm-hmm. that it was it was legitimately supernatural, whatever was going on. So mm-hmm. he said he met with, like, I don't, he never, like, said a number, but multiple people per week would come to his office because he was the exorcist for the diocese. And, and people think, are fascinated by this stuff, you know? Like, right. People are fixated on evil because they think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that's the first point is just like to... Anytime there's a fixation or a fascination, like that's not a good thing around. It's exactly what yep. the devil would want is exactly. for you to pay a buttload of attention to <clears> him. <throat> but I'll tell you from the other side of the screen in the confessional that evil and sin are not interesting Mm -hmm. they're boring it's like you you find yourself here not that hearing confessions is boring but there's no like relishing hearing people's secret shame you know it's all it's all pretty much the same you know there's there's obviously a spectrum of gravity of the sin you know there's some things that are more serious than other things but the most part it's just turning away from your potential of who you're made to be you know what's really interesting is when people flourish and the good is, you know, really vibrant and like lit up in a person and they're excited and joyful about life. Sin just makes you sad and anxious and feel guilty and shameful and whatever. And so, like the devil makes a big show sometimes, but more often than not, it's pretty much 
blasé, ennui, and like just a aversion to the transcendent, aversion to spiritual things. Relax. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people that <clears throat> harbor <coughs> doubts about whether or not this stuff is real. There's a kind of thinking like, well, why would God allow there to be evil spirits in the world that could harm us? You know, mm -hmm. wouldn't God protect me from all of that? And, um, but the fact is, like, there's evil in the physical world that if you, you know, do certain things, you're vulnerable to suffering the consequences. Like, even just washing your hands. Like, there are germs that exist in the world that if you don't take certain precautions uh, by your own free will, you will get sick, you know. Your body will mm -hmm. suffer because, or if you take in, you know, certain substances, they'll hurt you, or too much of something, or too little of something. Uh, but the same, and the same is true in the spiritual realm, that there is evil that you can consent to or, or fail to protect yourself against that can come in and, and start to work on you. Um, but what I think is a place where we fall victim to sort of the superstitious thinking is like that these powers of evil are like waiting behind corners to catch us off guard and like by no fault of our own we're going to be haunted you know and the devil will take over and I will be climbing on the wall like a spider you know, so, you know <laughs> like these sort of sensationalist paintings of, of how evil works in the world in the spiritual world um, the worst one I thought was I know a lot of people like this movie have you seen The Right with Anthony Hopkins I haven't I did see that with Anthony Hopkins <laughs> may I ruin it for you Michael Ugh, spoiler alert. This movie's been out for like five or six years. Yeah, but I've, I've heard that it's actually good. You can do it. You can run it. Okay. But it ruins itself. Because at the end, because the whole premise, I mean, anybody who's ever been anywhere near seminary life is going to immediately not take the movie seriously because the guy, like, goes to college seminary at the beginning of the movie because he just can't figure out anything else to do with his life. So I came to seminary. And he's like, good-looking guy, <laughs> hanging out with all his cool friends, and he's like, I think I'm just going to go be a priest or whatever. <laughs> like, that ever happens. Um, maybe it does, that or God forbid. But um, <laughs> at the end of college seminary, before he's going to go off to Rome, he gets ordained a transitional deacon. Yep. Before he goes into the major seminary. Yep. And he's and he like, wants to leave. and he immediately <laughs> after getting ordained a transitional deacon, he talks to the superior of his order and is like, "Yeah, I don't think this is for me." Like, and they were trying to just ordain him a deacon so that he would have the motivation to keep going or mm -hmm. whatever. So then the whole premise is like he gets sent over to exorcism school so that he can get faith. Because the reason he doesn't want to be a priest because he doesn't believe in God. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. So the premise is terrible. <laughs> And they tell him that if he doesn't do this, then they're going to make him pay for all of his loans from college. So oh, yeah. Like this order I forgot about that. So he's being coerced. Yeah, totally. He's been coerced, coerced to this. be to apprentice Anthony Hopkins, who's this insane, uh, you know, recluse priest living in the hills of Italy. Okay. Um, who does house calls for, you know, the hundreds of possessed people that are in these tiny country towns. Tons. In Italy. And um, there ends up being this spirit, you know, sort of like the, the original Exorcist movie that's, like, really powerful. And even the, the seasoned Exorcist guy um, himself gets possessed by it. 
because he doubts his own worthiness as an exorcist and as a priest. And so Anthony Hopkins is now possessed man at the end of the movie. And the devil's speaking through him or whatever demon is in him. And the whole thing is portrayed, the whole movie, but especially this, like, like last boss, the battle, you know, the at the boss, end. Yeah. Um, it, the whole thing is framed under the narrative that, like, God and the devil are at war. And who's going to come out on top, you know? And it's like the whole time you're crossing your fingers and it's just the same way as you're like, I hope Iron Man wins. Right. You're like, oh, I hope God wins. Yeah. Um, God who's infinite and create and himself created Lucifer, the angel, who then fell from grace and, you know, has rebelled, that God somehow is like at war with his creature and it's potentially going to lose. Um, I think that whole thing's flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the same way, like, you, you root for a candle in a dark room. Like, I hope the light, like, banishes the darkness. You know, it doesn't have to be this big battle. But anyways, that's the way they frame it for the sake of Hollywood. But the worst line in the whole movie is, like, Anthony Hopkins, with the devil talking through him, has him, like, up against a wall. And he's, like, taunting him, you know? He's like, do you believe in me now, kid? You know, because he didn't believe in the devil. Do you believe in me now, kid? And the kid just looks at Anthony Hopkins. He's like, yes, I believe in you. And and Anthony Hopkins kind of has a smirk on his face, like, ha, I got him. <laughs> but then the kid goes, but that means I believe in God, too. Oh. <laughs> and then Anthony Hopkins has this terrified look on his face, like, no, he believes in God. I'm powerless against him. And then he just, like, owns the devil <laughs> in a fight. It's like so a it's hand-to-hand p- combat fight. No, of no. course he's, like, throwing crosses and holy water at him. Okay, and, and Anthony Hopkins is like, no! Yeah. It was super lame. <laughs> it was bad. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because of that fact that, like, there's a temptation to think that this battle hasn't already been won. Right. That the power of light is somehow threatened by the power of darkness. Yeah. Which can't be. Mm-hmm. Um it's a matter of turning to the light. I had this insight this weekend, and I mentioned in a, the All Saints Day homily, uh, because our power was out on Friday, the big windstorm, remember last Friday, was it knocked over one of our power lines, and there was a live wire like in our parking lot, and they had to shut down like the ComEd people, God bless them for their work, but they are not quick. <laughs> and they they like sent out all these wrong crews and they couldn't do anything about it but they had to sit and watch the line because they couldn't shut it off right which the first step of course for the live wire hanging down there is that you shut it off so all night we didn't have power um which was actually kind of nice even though it was freezing cold i did like sleep under tons of covers because it was cold but not having light right. made it easy to fall asleep and get up early and everything like that um but in the darkness, where I was like reading the breviary by candlelight in our common room. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I was just really aware of the fact that the reason it is dark is because I'm on the side of the earth that is facing away from the sun. And it's just a matter of time before the earth turns back to the light, you know. Hmm. And that it wasn't the sun that left us. It was us that left the sun, so to speak. But the story of Christianity is that the light came after us. Even though we had turned away and made this kind of irre- irrevocable decision to, to be in darkness so that we wouldn't have to look at the light anymore, so that we could do things in the dark without the light looking at us, 
the light refused to let us go into darkness and death, but came after us. And um, that's the good news, that the light wins, and that the darkness um, is just a privation. It's not a power. It's a lack of power. Um, and so it, now it's just a matter of turning again towards the light. At any moment, he's right behind you waiting. And he won't force himself on you, but if you turn, um, that light will come into you, into your heart and your life, and will illuminate things, and it will burn away the evil. Um, but it's not some battle that's going to be super dramatic, even right. as much as you might want it to be that way. It's peace. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisk, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. And here, down.